Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're at in the world today. And it could be any one of 212 countries that regularly visit our site. And, and this is the seventh and final day of the Global Wicked Summit, in which we've had visitors from over 15 countries come and visit our show and, and listen to what we have to say. Tonight, we're going to go ahead, and it is me, Ed, uh, along with, I don't have a megaphone, that was uh, Reverend Lori. Are you there? I am. Hi, Ed. So you threw me for a second because that's usually my opening. And I got tongue-caught, and now I had no idea what to say. <laughs> I always say opening. it's funny. You yeah. know, the first time I was on air with Don, and he said, do you know that's Ed's opening? I'm like, oh, crap, I've been saying that on the Internet for so long. I've never heard anybody yeah. else say it. Because, oh, honestly, Ed? we don't know. We don't know. Is it morning, afternoon, or evening where you are listening? So we're going to cover our basis. So it really comes from an old uh, Voice of America line. Uh, uh, one of the one of the things that it says, yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, uh, good, uh, Mr. and Mrs. American, all ships at sea was the original piece. Oh. It had well, that's Voice cool. I didn't America. know that. Yeah, so it's from, originally from a piece called Voice of America, and they go, Good morning, good evening, and good evening to all, to Mr. and Mrs. America and all ships at sea. And that was the idea. And that cool. uh, was the idea. Um, that kind of cool. But so here we are at the Global Winter Summit on the last day. This has been an amazing experience. It has been uh, wonderful. For those who are just joining us tonight, uh, Laura Gonzalez will be back. Is that right? Laura Gonzalez? Yes. Yes. Next, we'll next Monday. Next week, next Monday, with her, her wit, her charm, and her sarcasm, all combined to be why she's the world famous blue witch. And she'll be back with us next week. And tomorrow we'll go back to our regular program with Selena Fox and everything else. But tonight we're going to kind of discuss more about the Global Wicked Summit, which has been going on for the last seven days, and it has been basically on Pegasus Tonight Radio. Uh, Global Wicker, which is a new station, which we may continue on for a while to give people more space. And um, Waffer and and Witch and Famous Radio, which is going to, which is also going to be a more dynamic uh, station as we head for more of a twenty-four hour station. I think relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep, and then we also had um, participation from Sacred Cauldron on Second Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had... So we um, had... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. We had Magic TV with Reverend Don. And... The YouTube channel. Yep. And various, mm-hmm. all of our Facebook pages, posting stuff constantly. Bella Don has done a great job with that. Mhm. And uh, some of others. I mean, we've seen a lot of things through the daily spell, uh, the daily spell over on uh, Facebook. Um, we've seen a lot of that as well. And we'll be paying people along the way. And not only that, but we also in Altverse had our first, I think maybe the world's first 
Uh, VR based of Pagan Ritual or Witch, Wiccan Ritual by JJ um, this week. So, yeah, we actually even had virtual reality. So it's just a lot of space. You know, from video yeah. to audio to Facebook Live to uh, Second Life and, and VR. Yeah. So that's been pretty cool. It has been. Uh, it has been very cool. And the participation, mm-hmm. like you said, from so many different countries, so many different people. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to bring on. And, uh, Lori, are you ready? For, uh, why don't you want to introduce? We have. Um, okay, so Maka. everyone. Maka's yep, on. this is Maka. She is from COG, Covenant of the Goddess, from California. <coughs> Greetings, Maka. How are you? Hello. Is this working right? Welcome. This is. Hi. <laughs> I'm not very tech savvy, so I, <laughs> I wasn't. That's okay. I told you not to worry. We'll work you through okay, it. Okay, I'm not worrying. <laughs> um, thank you. I, I am with COG, but. That's only part of who I am. <laughs> exactly. Um, so why don't you take a moment and tell everybody who you are and the wonderful things that you do for the Wiccan community. Well, I can say briefly that um, I'm an author. I co-authored the Pagan Book of Living and Dying, and I wrote a couple of other books. And um, I'm a ritualist. In fact, at the last Parliament of the World's Religions, which was in Public City, we had a program accepted that was called Goddesses Alive, and it was a full mask um, performance of Masks of the Goddess. I remember from... that. Oh, were you there? Yes, I re- I videoed that, actually. And oh, now wow. I did not know that was you, and now I can say I do know who you are, and I have met you. Yay. Great. Well, if you have video, I'd love to see it, because I've never seen it before. Um, and on another topic, I do a lot of interfaith work, as is obvious because I was at the Parliament. I will not be there this year. Uh, most of oh. what I do is local. And one of the reasons, I don't know how much participation you've had from this neck of the woods, but we've been really gearing up for climate change action for the last several days. Oh, Nobody's yeah. been available to be out in the street. So, um, anyway... Um, what else do I do? I I am a volunteer at San Quentin State Prison, where I run the Wiccan Circle there. Oh, and I am a member of Marin Interfaith Council, which is my local interfaith council, and also the um, URI United Religions Initiative. Oh, that's and fantastic! The interfaith, yeah, and the Interfaith Center of the Presidio, and uh, I'm a co-founder with about ten or fifteen other people of a, a group called Marine Interface Climate Action. So that's, um, I do a lot of, in other words, I do a lot of work in the mundane world on our behalf as opposed to the magic. It is magic, but <laughs> it's not the same kind of magic. And I am currently, uh, I don't know, I'm not, I'm sort of part of a meta community, if that makes sense. I uh, go to the uh, what community. I'm sorry, that broke up. Meta, M-E-T-A, Meta community. Okay, I thought that's well, what you said. Uh, there's not many people around me locally, and the group that I was part of and was a co-founder of, um, I withdrew from six six years ago. So I have been. Oh. Sort of, I have stayed in Cog, and I'm sort of, which is 
going through some big changes all to the good um, coming into the 21st century it is so so you'll be hearing more from us later about that because it's still in, in progress okay great but I, uh, in terms of legal I'm looking at the questions you have here about what is legal status and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. I did get um, the 501c helps to get the 501c3 for reclaiming and then I um, co-wrote the bylaws and then I also have been very active for about 15 years or more with the Cherry Hill Seminary, which is based, it's in cyberspace, as most of you probably know, but it's physically based in South Carolina. I am physically in California. Our teachers are all over the country and beyond. Right. And so are our students, because it's not really very realistic to expect uh, pagans to, you know, drop whatever they are and go off to a seminary. We don't have rules for that anyway. We're still defining them. Okay. Like I do, I do a lot of weddings, you know, uh, memorials. Sometimes, if I'm lucky, a baby blessing. But since I'm old, I don't know as many younger people, so they're a little more rare. The memorials. You've been in the community. Yeah, you've been in the community a very long time. And yeah. I don't want to date you, but you brought up old, and I'm not saying that you are old. I'm crowning oh, myself. Know. That's okay. But... <laughs> I'm not ashamed to be an old. Oh, I'm not going to say that. You can most you can say that. I'm not going to. <laughs> what changes have you seen from years back oh. to now regarding oh, boy. Wicca? Well, starting with number one, we were all in the broom closet. It's hugely different. And that's one of the things that with COG has, has needs to bring itself into the 20th century because it was formed by a bunch of, basically a bunch of hippies um, who were pagans. And, and it was, to me, the whole pagan movement was oppositional to the mainstream. So it already set up, as it, that was a given when you started, it was oppositional. Now it's blending in a lot more. I have mixed feelings about that too. <laughs> um, but you couldn't tell anybody's name. And you, you could be in a circle of people and you didn't know what their name was except their circle name. And uh, and have it helped you if you if you told somebody somebody's name, that somebody's Monday name. So mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge difference. I also think that the Internet has made a huge difference uh, in connecting us. We're finding out more about each other and that there are more out there than just the few that we might be networked with. And I think a lot of people who are, one of my books is called Witchcraft in the Web. I think a lot of people who have been isolated or felt that they were the only one, uh, you know, they get online and find out there's a couple more in their town, you know, (laughs) a couple more vacants of one kind or another. So I think it's helped us um, form community. Uh, It's also mixed. Um, Ideally, you're face-to-face, but if you meet online, you can still, you know, face-to-face is not, it's still an option. <laughs> but that's where you make the, may often make the initial contact. So that's made a huge difference in terms of uh, both personal things, real people being able to connect to others mm-hmm. like mind, and also in um, a broader sense of societally um making us sort of a little less threatening. I'm a witch, not a Wiccan. I, I, I'll say that right up front. And there's a huge difference. But I, I view Wicca as a British traditional uh, three-degree system 
with the high priestess and the high priestess and the book of shadows and all that. Whereas a witch is a much broader definition. So to me, all witches, all Wiccans are witches, but not all witches are Wiccans. It's a little more refined. But nowadays we use the word because it's, I think, partly because it's less threatening. I like the word witch because it is threatening. <laughs> I mean, we, we came out, we came out of a, you know, a, a disempowered place, and, and in particular for women. And it's really been really amazing for women. For me in particular, I mean, I found the craft and I found a feminine image of the divine, which was unheard of in my life until then. So uh, I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just grow up with assuming that it's there, but it wasn't always there. <laughs> so tons of stuff has changed. Is that enough? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there are, you know, we had Oberon on the other day and going on with he uh, Belladonna Laveau from Aquarian Tabernacle mm-hmm. Church interviewed him. And the differences that from back then, and when I say back then, you know, we all know like Oberon is considered grandfather of the witches. <laughs> The differences that he gave, and I, I didn't even realize most of them. And uh-huh. you just clarified a lot of them. So yeah. Um, well, no, I know you said the same, the same right. vintage. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it was, okay. It was back when I first joined Congress in '81. That, that was six years after it started. Um, he was also a member. Oh wow! So very cool. So we're pretty much the same vintage. We're about three months apart. Very cool. So what is your community like? Well, as I was saying, I don't have one right now. Uh, the community oh, yeah, I was okay. part of was reclaiming. Um, I still am active in COG, but I don't know if you, I guess you could call it community, but it's not like right there. Um, we meet maybe, I think about every eight weeks or so, but we don't meet to do magic. We meet to plan stuff and, you know, it's more of a business meeting than a magic meeting. It has a little mm-hmm. bit of magical component. You know, it's often right. done in sacred space. But uh, as I said, I was involved in reclaiming from its beginning until 2012. Um, okay. And I, as I was talking about meta community, I attend the, uh, I'm part of the Pagan uh, Scholars Network, which is a Pagan Scholars. <laughs> I'm just grandmothered in because I was already on the list. I don't have um, an advanced degree. Let's have a BA, but most of them are either students or or PhDs or people working on or working on their masters. So they're, they're, it's pretty heady. And they there's a meeting uh, every year called the um, it's the annual meeting of the American Academy Academy of Religion. So I will say AAR from now on because easier. And the AAR has been around for about 250 years. And it started out as mostly Protestants, and then, you know, it spread to other Abrahamics, and now it's everybody. Oh. And um, we are, we started, we pagans found ourselves, they're, they're I should back up and say the AAR is divided into sections, and uh, they're on different sites, like death and dying or um, uh, environment. Whatever. So there was one women women spirituality, and there was one for still exists uh, called New Religious Movements (NRM), and New Religious Movements are considered those 
uh, that are fewer than 250 years old. So that means Mormon. Wow. I'm told it's a lot of, you know, and us. Because, I mean, we may have roots way back, but we can't really claim a, you know, a cohesive movement or, or religion. Right. Until more recently, yeah. until like the last few than 100 years, I would say. So we right. were we were part of new religious movements. We would be, give some of our presentations there. I didn't. The scholars did. I just go because I like to hang around with them. And I like to watch. I like to um, experience the presentation. And so um, now there's a pagan studies unit that was founded by um, Wendy Griffin, who is the just recently resigned as the academic dean of Cherry Hill Seminary, and Michael okay. Moore who is uh, wrote a book called Pagan Theology. She's a retired professor in England. And um, a guy named Pat McKechnie in, in Georgia. And um, Chaz Clifton in uh, Colorado. Chaz oh, very cool. Anyway, they founded it, and it was that, that really put us on the same footing. You know, it's it really quite an accomplishment. And then there's a there's a pagan conference in um, Claremont, California, at Claremont Graduate University. That's in its, I think, 14th year. Now, I don't think there's another one. I don't think there's another Pagan Studies Conference at all. I think there might be occasionally be one, but an ongoing one at a, at a major hmm. theological school is not, I don't think there are any others. And that's fun. So that's my, those are my meta communities I was talking about. Uh, you know, I, I love the people. I don't see them every day because we live all over the place. But we do see each right. other occasionally, and so very cool. And you know, it, it goes the same with any large tradition. You have covens or churches or temples all over the United States, all over the world. In our uh-huh. case, um, you interact with people daily via via the internet and Facebook or your your telephone texting. And uh, what you said earlier, technology really has brought it up so much more than what it was. So not to be able to see these people every day, but still have contact with them is a great right, thing. Right. So I know you said right. that you don't consider yourself Wiccan. You use witch. Are there any practices that you have that are Wiccan in nature? And, and I use Wiccan, in, for instance, at San Quentin. I run the Wiccan Circle. That's a, okay. That's, that's a what term. I thought. That's a right. term that the bureaucracy understands, and which I don't think would go down so well. So, okay. Even though I'm a witch, so and I actually the group is I consider it sort of more pagan, one of the more you know pagan in a broader sense. One of the um, peculiar things about it that I was not anticipating is that this entire circle is uh, people of color except for one person, and me. Okay. Which surprised me. I mean, it's great, but I feel like I want. Uh, to me, part of witchcraft and Wicca has to do with honoring our ancestors and uh, reviving some of the things that we know about our ancestors' practices, in particular, and mm-hmm. um, you know, telling the old stories and all that. And since they're people of color, they don't have the same ancestors as I have. So I've been trying to. They feel. A kinship with so two of the guys so, in the group. Also so you're teaching them well. how to, how to deal with and relate to their ancestors. 
well, not entire, not exclusively, but I mean, for deities, for instance, you know, <laughs> we might have Yamaya rather than, well, no, one of the guys is really into Bridget, and another one is really into Kernunos. But a lot okay. of them, you know, one of them wanted Yamaya, and he, he does Ifa as well, so Yamaya it is. Uh, I'm not real purist that way. <laughs> I do like to, I mean, to me, it's it's just, you're just painting something on the surface if you don't make it, or at least try to make it relevant to the actual people. And they have a lot of time mm-hmm. to study, and they have incredible, some of them have incredible meditative practices, way more than you and I on the outside are likely to have. <laughs> Well, I would imagine they have a lot of time to be able yeah. to practice and sit right. and... Right. Okay. We often have a hard time like cutting out something in our some space in our lives to do the things on a regular basis that we might benefit from doing. <laughs> right. And I'm actually, tonight I'm on my way to a Kali Puja, which is Hindu, uh, I, I have a lot of, personally, have a lot of Hindu influence in my practice, but that isn't necessarily, you don't have to do that to be witch. Just some of them have, you know, uh, take their inspiration from, you know, Etruscans or Macedonians or whatever. I take a lot of inspiration right. from Hinduism, though I, I don't have, a, I don't have a Hindu gene in my body, but um, I've been very deeply connected with Kali Ma for my whole life and um looking at a I'm looking at a picture of her right now. And um they have a Kali Puja here every new moon here in my town. So I I try to go to that. And you just you know, you just chant. It's not like big lecture or anything. It's more experiential, but I love it. And I think that generally speaking, uh-huh. contemporary pagans um can learn a lot from these um, other pagan religions. For instance, um, the meditative practices, Buddhism, particularly Tibetan Buddhism, which has a lot of visualization, those are skills Mm -hmm. that a lot of pagans use, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And we can learn a lot from them because they've done it so long. So, hi, this is Ed. Go ahead, Ed. Let me offer... Yeah, how are you doing? So let me offer this. So one of the things that came out of, that's coming out of the summit, we've been talking a lot, and you as one of uh-huh. the early founders of it, is the fact that Wiccans are looking at needing to be, you know, because the new religious movement, the movement at the Parliament of World Religions led by Arthur, to basically have pagan religions be recognized as indigenous religions, as, mm-hmm. as for the identity for, for the academics. And Wicca is not anywhere close to being an indigenous religion. No matter how we cut it, it's not an indigenous religion. No, it's not. Um, in fact, it is probably best rated as a new, uh, even not even just a new religious movement. Is it time for Wiccans to actually, for in these interfaith councils, to stand on their own and separate from pagan? That seems to be starting of the consensus that I've seen. Well, I suppose you could, but I don't have any problem being under a pagan umbrella. I mean, there's a lot of crossover, mm. even among our own people, you know. Some of our people are more than one pagan religion they practice. Mm-hmm. You know, they might, do, uh, they might do Umbanda as well as witchcraft. So uh, I don't feel that it's necessary, but it's fine if people want to do it. I, I, don't think that the, I don't think that the boundaries of what 
constantly mm-hmm. for which, within our which are that firm. I think they're more fluid, more permeable. Does that make sense? It's how you're, so one of the things we promise ourselves is that we give everybody, we always let people do it. Um, I don't have much of an opinion right now because I've been listening to everything that's been happening. Um, because as, uh-huh. as a result, because, because that's the next problem in world religion, uh, Reverend Don Lewis, Reverend Belladonna, mm-hmm. and Reverend Selena are, Selena are going to be presenting the results of this at the parliament is Wicca, a global oh. religion. Uh, and that's the essential, this is why we're doing this whole thing with the essential idea is Wicca a global religion? Is it a religion that reaches across barriers in a way that many of the other faiths don't? And, you know, is it a global religion? And is it practiced globally? I would like to think it is, but in reality, it's primarily in English-speaking countries. It's global, but it's... I mean, I know people, for instance, who are witches in Israel, but they're Mm -hmm. English-speaking. You know, but Canada and Australia and the U.S. are where most of us are. There are plenty in France. There's plenty of them in, um, in you know, Netherlands and, well, all over. Plus, well, we, um, the Congress of well, European Ethnic Religions, which is pagan, not Wiccan, but may even have some Wiccans in it. I don't know. Um, actually, for the result of the conference, is also we have a very large Hispanic community, which is only a parallel one. This has been in French. This we have, has been in I'm Philippines. Sorry. I, I'm sorry, I didn't get you we, what you said. We oh no, we've been doing what? a parallel uh, Wicked Summit in Spanish as well. We have a very oh, large good. Spanish community. Great. Um, yep. So, so we go. Right. Um, cool. Um, okay. Right. So we're going to bring on. I have. A, we have another caller, Pam. We're going to have her join our conversation. All right. Hello. Hi. Right. Here we are hey, with Kim. Lori B. And we're with I'm not gonna, I can never pronounce the last properly, but uh, so we're Maka all is fine. Who is it? I'm sorry. It's Maka Nightmare. Hello. Nightmare. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm Pam. I'm the Pam. I'm Pam, Pam Kelly. I'm the the station manager for Pagans Tonight, and 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 Ed beat me to it when you started talking about primarily in English speaking. Uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that I put the word in there for the Spanish speaking population because it's a, a very very uh, active and dynamic, uh, robust community that's growing, and I'm very proud that we have at least two shows that we offer here on Pagans Tonight with the, the uh, Voices Paganas on uh, on Saturdays and then um, Lunatic Mondays, which would will be back next Monday. That's so. great. Okay. I'm glad you're doing that. Um, yeah, and there's, of course, England and Ireland speak English. <laughs> and they, most of <laughs> Europe speaks English, actually, even if they have their own little type of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So did you say this was Pam? Our Pam, Pam Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, that's Pam. Oh, okay. You know what? Because <laughs> I cut off for a moment. My apologies, Pam. Hi, Pam. Hello. <laughs> yeah, who else is so, going to come on and say, hey, but we have shows here on Pagans Tonight for that? 
See, I cut off. I didn't hear any of that. Ah, well, no. that's what I was talking now, about. Now, if I heard this. the plug-in, I'd have known it was you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maka, thank you so much for joining us. We love having, having you with us. You are absolutely welcome. I'm dying to see what your results are, so I hope that it's... Oh, it's going to take us a few weeks, and right after the Parliament, we'll have our results out. Well, I'm taking the panel at the Parliament, since I won't be there. We might be able to do that, right? Well, then you know what? You're going to need to pay attention to um, the Daily Spell, and uh we'll be broadcasting a lot of things live from the Parliament. Oh, great. So great. You can go to um, oh, dailyspell.com, dailyspellfacebookpage.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.
those chaplains that you're that are resisting. Mm-hmm. Anybody there? Hello. Yeah, I said, um, why don't you give us a, how can we, uh, how can people contact you? Oh, um, uh, do you oh, want them to contact my website, mockanightmare.com, and my email is herself at mockanightmare.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, awesome. thank you so much. I love much. that, mockanightmare. Mark <laughs> yeah, and it's the so mayor cool. who writes, yes, to be clear, it's the mayor who writes through your dreams. That's why the capital M. Yes. <laughs> I like that anyway. It can well, be again, thank you so be. much for joining thank us. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome, and, uh, Marco. Congratulations on doing such a great job. Thank you. And so there was M. Macha Nightmare of Macha Nightmare. I always get difficult, and that is. And then um, now we've uh, so we want to thank her for being on. And now we've got us, me, Pam, Lori, who have been instrumental. And uh, who and I must tell Pam and Lori have been instrumental in helping put this together. Uh, this has been a dream of mine for about a year and a half. And yep. uh, and uh, basically we've been working on it, and now that we come to the end of it. Um, for me, the question came up, and uh, is could we do this? And Pam, are you there? Pam? I Did we use Pam here. already? Okay. I'm here. Are you Good. We thought we lost you. No. Well, I'm sewing. Um, I'm sewing oh, okay. at my house. So one of the things that we did very well, and I think this is very important, is that we do tend to try to give a voice to the community. And in this case, I think that one of the things that we did very well, and we, we gave a broad range for it, because the real question we have in front of us, and one of the most important questions I think we have in front of us right now, is the concept of Wicca as it, as it stands versus being involved with larger pagan community. There's a big right. debate right now um, because of like the slurs, Fluffy Bunny, and uh, the slurs of the pagan community often throw at Wiccans. And we've seen a little bit of that, but when we saw Wiccans getting together, I saw a vibrant faith that was very identified, the very strong on it, and you know, from circle to everybody else. And where Wicca is a core faith and that the other pagan faiths represent other facets of a religion that is not at all, not exactly similar. So I thought that was very interesting. So You know, you just spoke about the pagan slurs or the Wiccan slurs, and I, I just adored the post that you put up the other day on the Daily Spell. Um, mm-hmm. The comebacks on there, some of them I had to laugh at. Uh, I've never heard people actually call them, but there's quite a few. I want to say they got almost 40,000 hits in a few hours. Yeah, it was interesting. With people commenting on all the different things that they're called and how they're put down. Sure. I mean, I think that's a very interesting thing. Um, I think it's very interesting to deal with that. I think we talk a lot about positivity, but that is another thing that I think kind of detours Wiccans along the way right? Um, in their paths. And I, I think that happens. Uh, but for me, so that's one of the biggest things. Well, another thing that came out of it is that the idea of just how much the community so, – so let me ask you, ladies, this, this part of it is how much that people wrestled with during the summit 
between the word witch and Wicca? I've, okay. Go, go ahead, ahead, Pam. You first. No, okay. You I'm going to take it first. <laughs> so, from what I got mostly out of it, Wicca is their religion. Being a witch is what they do. And I couldn't agree more with that um, because anybody can be a witch. You don't have to be Wiccan to be a witch. I, I know plenty of Roman Catholics that practice witchcraft. Whether they call it that or not is an entirely different show. But most people, for the most part, did agree uh, they enjoy being called a witch. They prefer to be called Wiccan over Pagan because it does give you a broader sense of who and what we are and what we do. And the witch part of it is more towards the witchcraft of how we perform our magic. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Um, You're up. <laughs> I, I'm up. Um, okay, witch and Wicca are not the same thing. And I get kind of, I I heard somebody and I, I, yeah. I heard somebody the other day saying, well, we call ourselves witches, but people see us or accept the word Wicca better. And I'm like, no, witches and Wicca are not the same thing. Um, but it, it's kind of, it's, there is an overlap. You can be a Wiccan witch. Or you can just sure. be a witch. Like you like you said, right. Lori, you can be a Roman Catholic witch. Um, I like the term cunning folk. You don't hear that very often. But those are people who practice witchcraft, and they could have been the priests of their village. Exactly. It's, witchcraft is, is, is the craft. It's <clears throat> It's working with the tools. It's working between the worlds. It's not necessarily a religion. Right. It's what they do with their things. Right. Not who what their spirituality or religion is. And Wicca is a specific mm-hmm. faith. Wicca yes. is definitely a specific faith. I mean, there's many paths. You know, you can be Gardnerian, you can be Corellian, obviously. You can be Corellian. You can be <laughs> Alexandrian. You can be, you know, there's there's many different types of Wicca. You can be eclectic if you want to, but even if you're eclectic, it has roots in, in either Gardnerian, Corellian, or, or some other Wiccan faith. Yeah. Um, so here we go. So we're going to bring on our last two. Uh, we're going to bring on two more individuals who have been instrumental in this. Uh, we're going to yeah. be Archpriestess Belladonna and the Arch and, a, uh, and First Priest uh, Don Lewis. Uh, who have also helped us put this together. So, are you get, are you listening? Do we have you? Hey, hello. Yay! Hey, okay. Hey, Don. Um, Welcome. Hello. First of all, thank you, Bella, for uh, for so much that you did this week in the Second Life. That was quite an adventure, and and the questions you've asked. So, uh, thank you, first of all, for for what you've done. You're um, welcome. It has. So much fun. My entire school is just a Twitter with it. It's been a lot of fun. And it's very interesting because now tonight we're going to have probably what I feel like is the three, we will be discussing the three main educational systems I think that are inside the Wicked community. Um, 
I, I'm almost sorry uh, uh, we let Maka go so soon. Um, but here's what it is. We have Witch School, which is kind of a – which I've always felt is a very strong public education. We're focused mostly on the public, the mainstream, the public, and getting them trained enough so that they can begin to understand these concepts. And then you actually have an EDU, which is a very big, rare thing. And uh, how do you pronounce your school? Okay, so it's Wolstenstein Theological Seminary, but can't nobody say that. So we go by wiccanseminary.edu, which is easy to remember. Right. Very fun. Right. And then, of course. But when you're talking to the Jewish rabbi and he wants to know where you went to school at, Wolstenstein Theological Seminary sounds very impressive. Yes, it does. Right. And then we have, and of course, we, as mentioned, Cherry Hill, which I've always seen as um, as a program that was basically for only for the very elite of the pagan community in so many ways. Um, it's an elite school. Let me make it no, no doubt. Cherry Hill is an elite school. It's pretty pricey, too. But it's, it's for that idea of getting, for those people who want that heavy theological, which I understand. Hmm? Can I can I uh, like give a little bit more on that? It's it's like graduate school. It's okay. like people going for for their masters or their doctorate. Mm-hmm. Right. In so applied in applied Wicca. Right. So, and 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 as and Don and if I understand correctly, you're answering that call mm-hmm. now too. Over the next ten years, you're going to be putting together a seminary. Uh, that is going to meet a lot of these demands. Is that is that correct? Oh, we're working on that. Yes. Mhm. Uh, and as so, I say, it'll be it'll be a few years because it's it's a thing. It's it's a lot of work. Mhm. But I think it will will be worth it. Although so for what it's worth, which school itself is legally speaking a seminary? Yes. Uh, but Absolutely. in the sense of more did. advanced degrees, yes, we are working on that. Right, and, and and that's absolutely true. So, And one of the things I think that was very interesting, so let me offer something that I think is a very big change. So I think this last week has been a big change in the, uh, the Wiccan community. And I'm, and I'm, I'm not personally convinced. So, so I'm personally convinced. Let me go ahead and say this out loud. I'm convinced, personally convinced that Arthur uh, – uh, I'm not going to give his whole name. I always butcher it. I got to get better about it. He's not correct. In it. I'm not sure that he's not correct that that Wiccans and pagans are really two very separate religions. And the more and more I see well, the idea know, of them being blended is more of a political statement than a than a proper religious one. Hmm? I think that's true today. Uh, I don't know if that? it was true 20 years ago, but I believe it's true today. Um. Well, you know, if he's pushing for the pagan religion to be indigenous, and we already know that us as Wiccans are not indigenous, then it has to be two separate religions. So this yeah. is this is the this is one of the things we're going to face when we go to the parliament. Hmm? And one of the big things now. So huh? I agree. But, Wicca hmm. and paganism, paganism are two separate religions. I'm not really sure what paganism is because it's so varied 
but I kind of think I know what Wicca is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, there's lots of variation in Wicca, but we have enough to be coherent. We I do. think the word mm-hmm. pagan has lost its coherence. Small things. Yeah. I think that the things that separate us are smaller than the things that we have in common. And the sooner everybody realizes that, the better the communities will get along. I, agree, I have to know. be. Go ahead, Bella. Theologically, none of us agree. I mean, theologically, all of us think just a little bit different from each other. And that mm-hmm. enriches our web. It makes us stronger. And if we can get over that, and and accept that our truth is our truth mm-hmm. and everybody's their own truth, then we can quit mm-hmm. arguing about who's right and wrong because don't nobody know until the ultimate demise anyway, and then you can't come back and prove it. So it's mm-hmm. a moot argument. Let's just move forward and make the world a better place together. That's what I think. As, as mm-hmm. the, I think that's the best course of action. Yes. Go ahead, Pam. <laughs> well, as the person who I identify as pagan, I don't identify as Wiccan. But I see pagan, and you know, I see pagan as the overall umbrella, and I, I like using that umbrella. You know, Wiccans fit under that, but they are their own separate. It's you know, if you if you use an analogy based on Christianity, because that's a predominant faith in our culture, mm-hmm. Wiccan Wiccans would be like Protestant, if you will, and there's right. many see, different flavors of Protestants. So I don't think closely agree with that anymore. After this last, especially with after the summit, um, it shows me, and after dealing with where the parliament, the last two parliaments have, um, I think that Wiccans should be on the interfaith boards as Wiccans, not necessarily as pagans. No, um, I agree with that. Oh, no, that's, she's that's, agreeing with that. I, okay. I do agree with that. But right. but I, I think that, that I, I think that Wiccan deserves its own place at the table separate than being under the pagan umbrella but that's mm-hmm. what's happening in in the in the pagan community is you're you're starting to see people defining more you know uh and unfortunately there's some negativity with that because it's it's nice to have a a, a heathen community but seeing how some of that's you know that's there's some negativity. I with know. That. I know exactly where you're trying to go with that, and it's a tough one. Yeah, with the, the white supremacists trying to trying to right. to uh, to uh, take over that 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 okay. label. So, um, but I just found that interesting. But the other thing I found very interesting, and I'm going to direct this right to Belladonna. Um, one of the things that I came out of so strongly with and seeing it is that. You brought up a lot of what, we, what I call morality questions, sexuality, religions, faith, practices of having priesthood. You know, what should we do? And I noticed that people, for the biggest part, from my point of view of the questions you asked, Bella, were that we want more structure within the Wiccan community to be able to identify some of these things. That we, it isn't a matter of... Um, so much that we want to get ourselves in a position to be separate, but be that the people really want, or just to judge, but people want to be able to say, I understand this better. And I think that, that being able to explain it better 
was something that I saw a lot in your in your classes. Can uh, could you uh, talk about what you thought? I mean, well, am I anywhere it, close to what you thought? There were so many amazing conversations and thoughts and platforms mm-hmm. and everything that it's – what I got out of all of it is, is that, yes, they want more structure. Yes, they want more ability to get weddings and have funerals, and they want to be able to take care of their elders. They want to do everything mm-hmm. that a mainstream religion wants to do and – they want to have their freedom and their individuality and their ability to to be the unique magical creatures that everybody is individually. And something that Pete taught me that was really cool is that when you are dealing with people, you have a wide range of of needs. And people often hear we can either have this or we can have this, and that split your your congregation or your, the, the people that you're trying to lead. It puts people at odds with each other. And what he told me is is that if you can be creative and you can sit down and think about it, you can find a way to create a reality where both people, both sides get what they want, not this person gives up a little and this person gives up a little and we find something that balances, but that both sides are completely satisfied and have it both. And then you have a utopia where everybody can get along and be happy. And so that is what I was trying to listen for in all of those. And I think that everybody that participated gave us so much to work with that we're going to be able to achieve those kinds of things because you can certainly create a structure for people while you're still allowing them to have their freedom and uniqueness and be valued for their specific specialty, their specific one way of expressing deity while giving them a way to weave that specialness into the whole and be a part of community. And I'm really excited about it. I have a, a important point with the direction that you were bringing up with why Wicca needs to be its own and why Wicca, why is it important and the structure and I, I think Belladonna might be um, aware of this. You, we've talked about Mary in uh, at Fort Sill in Oklahoma. She's ATC. She runs uh, the Church of Our Lady in Lawton, Oklahoma. And she tried to be a layperson, a lay leader on the military installation there. And she ran into a lot of issues because when you talk to the the chaplaincy of the Air Force, and that's what I was getting at before when we were talking with Maka, when you're talking about chaplains either in the Air Force or the Army or at the the Veterans Administration or in prisons or hospitals, um, chaplains are supposed to see to somebody's spiritual need and not necessarily be preachy of one faith. They're more there for somebody's spiritual um, needs. However, when you go and talk, try to talk to people and say, "Okay, I am a spiritual person. I want to give. I want to be there to give to uh, the spiritual needs of other people," and they're like, "Oh, okay," and then you say, "I'm Wiccan." People run away, <laughs> and that's and that's, gotta, that's an area. Pardon? So that so I do think that if we just muscle through it, we would change that. Um, exactly. But 
um, that, that basically. Oberon said so, a lot of good stuff about how churches create community and they create society and they shape the community into the society that you want it to be, and that's why we need them. And I thought that was very impactful. Yes. Mhm. That is a very sensible point of view, and and I think certainly yeah. very mm-hmm. true. That was a very good interview. He did bring up a lot of valued points with that, uh, especially like being called temple or church or um, shrine or whatnot. Um, people feel more comfortable late, as of late using the term church because it's more mainstream. It, it's, you know, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to Chosen Path. I'm going to use Chosen Path Church. Where, it, oh, okay. It's not a specific thing. Um, so yeah, just wanted to bring that up. Okay. Well, I, I think it, I think it's reasonable to say that there are times when when you want to um, emphasize your difference, and times when you want to emphasize your sameness. Um, because on on one level, we we are different because we have our own theology, we have our own spirituality, but we are the same because we're people who are in a spiritual community following uh, nurturing our spiritual needs just like everybody else. And if we can emphasize the commonalities, people will be much more uh, able to understand, I think. One of the things that people really emphasized was that they did not appreciate fighting amongst their leaders. They, they, it made them not feel safe when their leaders got into fights with other leaders or when their leaders fought with other people in the congregation, that it made them not feel safe. And I thought that was pretty important because witch wars have been Mm -hmm. something that has plagued us, and and fighting from within often keeps us from moving forward and making an impact Mm -hmm. on the rest of the community. So I'm hoping that that, indicates that we're getting to an end to that and that we're finding a way to look past our miscommunications and misunderstandings and put the greater whole in, as a priority and find ways to work together because the earth needs us. Mm. So let me take this in a different direction a little bit. Um Um, and this is it. So one of the things I want to take in a little bit different direction. Um, and that is, so North America, uh, so North America, especially the United States, especially Canada, I saw very much active in this event. So what do the Wiccans of North America, and one of the things we saw very much so, I saw the British traditionalists, they basically walked away from this conference a little bit. They didn't see this as useful for them. And I understand that. Uh, But a lot of people did. We saw the Philippines. We saw lots of of Latin countries. We saw uh, people out of Greece. Do the American Wiccan traditionalists have a duty to try to build structures for global Wicca? Or is is this something that we, we need to find this way? 
or is it should be something that each country kind of members of their own country should find a way to connect to the larger community? Well, how about you, Don? We start with you, Don, and then you go to when Don. you ask me that question, mm-hmm. my answer is that it's not about the leadership of the North American community, but the leadership of the traditions. Uh, as the chancellor of the Karelian tradition, yes, I have a duty to help to build systems for the Karelian people wherever in the world they may be. As uh, our archpriesthood shares that duty, our high priesthood shares that duty. Um, and I do not think of the Karelian tradition as a North American tradition. I think of it as a global tradition. Um, if you make it a more general question, um, mm-hmm. then I don't know if the answer is still yes. I mean, if you're making it generally, uh, is it the business mm-hmm. of the North American leadership to build structures for the world? Well, I guess it depends on whether anybody else is building. But um, when we're talking about individual traditions, um, they certainly have, have a responsibility to help their own people in building systems and what I see is that those people then build their own. Um, for example, we, we have people in the Philippines uh, and legal standing in the Philippines. Uh, and because there is a strong Karelian temple in the Philippines, they are working to build other structures for, for um, the pagan community of the Philippines. And I think that is a, um, a very good way for things to go. I think if I, as an individual from North America, went and tried to do that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know how, because the the area is so different. But in working through the the, the network of the tradition, uh, it really does reach around the world. And, and um, I what I find interesting is to see how how it differs in different cultures. Because we have Corellians in in, um, in Europe, in Central and South America, uh, throughout the southern part of Africa, in India, in the Philippines, and that can make some significant differences in how they look at things and how they practice. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I I, I love to see it developing. I would be very disappointed if they were all the same. Well, I think that being different is what sets us all apart, but being part of the same faith is what brings us together. Mm -hmm. I mean, if everybody was identical and the same, we would have nothing. Exactly. And the beauty of being a tradition is that we have enough in common that we can have those differences and still have our common structure and and, um, our common beliefs. Yes. And most importantly, our, our common uh, connections uh, as Corellians. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Bella, you're the, also the other international leader with groups around the world. Can you kind of answer that question about what do you see as, you know, North American kind of uh, ability? The The North American ability to... I, I got lost in Don's answer. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, I, let me, I started let me thinking about all the things he was making me think about. 
Okay. You are also an international leader. That uh, ATC has t- uh, groups all over the world. I know that they have yeah, some in got... South Africa. So, yeah. what do you what do you think from being North American? I guess in America particularly, do you think uh, do you think that you we have a obligation to make it global? So well, the other obligation? No, no. Should we open the door to people who are knocking on it? Yes, that's what I think. Obligation? No, we we don't. I don't think we really owe anybody anything. Our path is our path, and I serve because it makes me happy. I like doing it. I pestered the goddess until she let me serve, and, you know, now I do it all the time, and I still love it. It makes me go to sleep with a smile on my face, so that's why I do it. But do I owe it to anybody? I don't think so. I, I do think that when people knock on the door and they ask for help, if you have the ability, you should help them. And sometimes you can do that for free, and sometimes you you can do that for hire. But I try to help everybody that I can within reason. Other countries, right. other countries face a lot of other challenges. In Canada, um, they don't have the same paperwork structure as we have in the United States, and. In, in Italy, they don't either because there's different problems. But we help them and we say, this is what we did, and this is what we suggest you do to handle these situations, and here's how you find the laws, and these are the kinds of things that you can say to combat these laws. And they do those things, and they fight the fight. And that's what we do at this level. We fight the fight against the government to let us do so that all of the people all over the country can do. And that that's kind of what I think we're obligated to do is to make sure that people can worship and that nobody's going to come and invade their ritual space and put out their sacred fire and put them all in jail because they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing because freedom of religion should be a basic human right, and uh, I'd like to protect that. Right. I agree with you. So um, we have Lola Stardust with us right now. Lola, are you here? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yay. Yes, I uh, I can. Welcome. So. I have to say a very big thank you to both you and Bella for all of the work that both of you have done this week. Uh, I don't know if many people realize, but you and Bella are the stars behind Sacred Cauldron's Second Life chats and whatnot. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about tell us about it. How'd it go? What was your perspective of how this week went? Uh, it was a lot of work. Um, I, who was it that said, is Bella still on here, too? Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. Who was it that said, who was it that said uh, it's like herding cats? You know, you herd the cats, it's, uh, herding pagans, getting them together. Not herding, Oh, but I think that herding. was sitting in our chat room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because it's true. It is really true because I'll tell you what, the the people I reached out weeks and weeks ahead of time, and I was like, seriously, the day before, 
it was like my deadline that I placed for them. I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm going to have to message Bella. I'm so disappointed in myself. I tried so hard. And, and I'm like, to goddess, I'm like, if it's supposed to happen, I'm all for it. But if it's not, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's a flat Tell line, me now. you know. And yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, I'm not kidding you. The day of my deadline that I had, like, everybody emailed me all at once everybody and I was like oh so my Lola, gosh like I, you do understand the term pig in time right yes yes I do <laughs> I do I totally do and I but it was it was a lot of work getting people organized getting the topics filled but it was so cool to see it done in the second life uh atmosphere because it was a great way and if anyone's not familiar with second life it is it is you have your avatars and the way they have it set up at the sacred cauldron which is the basically the virtual campus for the wiccan seminary um you have your avatars and the beautiful ritual circle so everyone got to sit be there but not be there like they could be in their pajamas but they were there in the circle so it was great energy great topics and the response was amazing like people just love the open discussion and 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 voicing their opinions because everyone has an opinion and we gave them the the floor to to voice their opinions on these awesome topics and i love that you did it all in chat that it was able to be copied and and put up for other people to read how hard was that going back and forth um, chat-wise that way? Um, it, I'm the queen of multitasking, so it was okay. But there were times when um, I basically, you know, I did a couple of the chats myself. But I was basically there to deal with any technical issues or, you know, our our the Sacred Cauldron Sim itself got so much traffic for, for this it Global Wicket Summit. Oh, my God, it was huge. So we yeah. attracted so many new people, but, you know, you get the people that are going to just be there to, you know, we call them griefers and they, you know, so I, I felt like I was kind of like the bouncer, you know, kind of dealing with the griefers, making sure that everyone was part. That's one of the things <laughs> that we got together and did is we made sure that it was a safe place and you meet yeah. some of the most interesting characters like that. But Linda Labs. <laughs> Linden Labs advertised the Global Wiccan Summit in the Destination yeah. Guide. So we were having new people pop in the sim every 30 seconds that mm, might not have been yeah. Wiccan. So yeah, it was and, one, and, yeah. I think your first one, the actual conversation itself, I think by page five I stopped counting. And I want to say we were up to 27 people having a conversation with each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I was, it was just, it, it was at times a little overwhelming, but I read what the participants were feeling and everyone was really happy. I think I was just overwhelmed because I wanted to make sure it went off really well. And then I kind of relaxed by the second or third or fourth um, chat because I realized that everyone's getting to voice their opinion. And once they found out that we were going to, basically show the transcripts of this conversation 
it made people even more excited. Like they felt their voices were being heard. And that was a huge part of the participation in the conversation. So you found that people actually do want to be heard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. About putting it in chat is that you don't, you, you could just write when you get ready to, and it gets recorded. You don't have to wait for your turn. So everybody yeah. does really feel heard. Yeah. And it, and I learned so much about so many different things that, you know, there were so many different points of view and it was really educational. And I got such a great response from people afterwards. They're like, these are great. And Bella and I talked about, um, the success of it. And we want to make this kind of a regular thing um, as part of our uh, sim is have these guest speakers and these hot topics of Wicca um, for Second Life, because there's a very large pagan community and Wiccan community in Second Life. And we provide a very safe space. And I think people experience that. And we are open to all opinions and we make it as accessible and safe and welcoming as possible and you know that's what it should be and we took everyone's opinions and honored them and we make sure that's known and it was it was really awesome I I'm really proud of everyone that participated and I have to say I, I'm patting myself on the back because I'm always the one that says, oh, no, I didn't do it and I but I'm patting myself on the back <laughs> and you know the daily show Ed Ed the the Daily Spell, not the Daily Show, the Daily Spell for letting us put those up. We're really grateful to you guys for putting this thing on and giving us the opportunity to do it because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys it, were it, so It definitely supportive. was. Yeah, you were so supportive. And even and our so... private chats at all hours of the night were a lot of fun, I have to admit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? They really yeah, like it. I didn't even mind being up until like two, three in the morning. Uh, I was like, "Go to bed, Lori. Come on." <laughs> well, and it and it presented the such week. a great opportunity for me to meet other traditions. I mean, I I know about the Corellian tradition, but like getting to like talk to you guys when you came in world and. Um, it just made me feel really close to you guys, and, and it, it just it opened up all these great avenues of meeting new people, and that's what Second Life, at least Sacred Cauldron, that's what we try to provide is meeting other Wiccans, meeting other traditions, and forming an alliance, and I think that's kind of the whole point of this summit <laughs> was mm-hmm. to form that alliance and put out the word, and so it was really successful, and I just, I had a great time doing it. Thank you. Just one more question for you, Lola, before I don't know sure. if you have to leave yet, but out of all of the conversations in Second Life, would you say that for the most part, people do want Wicca to be its own faith? Oh, or do you feel that it should be? I, majority of the people, I mean, there's always the ones that are going to push back because I think they want, to, they, I think they're afraid like it's going to go mainstream and it's not going to be our own you know like I I always compare it to like this is a really weird comparison but I love music and um you know when I was in high school I would get into all these really great bands that nobody ever heard of and then they would like put out the 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 big hit and then everybody loved that band and I was like but I like this band when they nobody knew them and that I think (laughs) I think there's this 
kind of the same attitude with Wicca. <laughs> it's it's like you know, we we like that it's kind of secret because we feel kind of you know cool about it, but. Um, I think there's some people that fear that, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so accepted and it's going to be ran mainstream and they're going to put out perfumes now that are called witch or, you know, whatever. And it's – but the majority That's of already been it. done. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was, I was making a little reference I know. to I'm... everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the majority of the people in this really want – it to be a global recognized religion because it's about freaking time. I just, I, I'm, I'm tired of hiding my, my religion and I'm sure everyone, a lot of other people are. So. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. Very good. And so it's quiet. Anything else? <laughs> I know. We get, that we, that happens occasionally. It does get weird. <laughs> you have that half a second of, oh my God, who's going to speak next? Yeah, I know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt anybody else. Nope, that's well, fine. I want to thank you on, on on all your work in Bella on, on the Second Life aspect. I think there's an aspect of it, and and we also yeah. had a VR. We also had a VR. With JJ, I want to do a shout out to JJ and the uh, Wizard Technic team, which has been also. Let me give a call out to the Wizard Technic team and. Um, yeah, Belladonna's a member of it, and we probably get to grow this. So we, one of the secret peak groups that you do not hear about is a relatively brand-new group, uh, leading by Andrew and JJ, and uh, Belladonna's a member, and we got some other, and uh, Liz, Liz and everybody else, and they're basically beginning to build. Uh, they were handling a lot of the tape and a lot of the systems worked with flooring. So I want to give a shout-out to Wizards Technic, and they actually did a VR ritual, yeah. too. Um, so yeah, so we actually had the first VR ritual and I have no doubt you guys are going to jump into VR once it gets smart enough to do so. Uh, Heck yeah, well, I already have my VR set. We've, we've checked it out and we're ready. We're moving forward yeah. and, and preparing the technology. That's and I think fantastic. That's, uh, and so I think that you've really added an element of it, um, and so, thank you so much uh, well, for doing we're so that. Glad that we bring it. We're so glad that we could bring it to the table. When we all share our assets, it makes us stronger, and I'm just glad to get to be a part of it. It was a lot of fun. All right. Absolutely. And so, and, and of course, let me go ahead and one more last thing before we uh, – we also have, I guess, Phoenix has joined us, and – yeah. Uh, he's out there. But um, so one thing I do think that is, I think that's going to be very interesting. This was a, also in a lot of ways a predecessor run to the parliament. Now, Don and you are presenting a lot of the findings that, that are done so from the parliament. And this will be the chance to make the same arguments for us in our community to the more larger communities of why Wicca deserves respect on a global level. So... I think that's going to be very interesting. So, Belladonna, you think you're ready for that? You think you're a lot closer to it now, to being able to do that? Oh, I, I, I do. I do. I mean, when are you ever really going to be ready for that? But I feel like I'm as ready as I can be, and I'm really glad that you provided this opportunity because when I first heard we were going to do this, I was very intimidated. Well, and I, under- yeah, I can't I find that. you being intimidated. 
it happens. <laughs> well, I understand that because I sat in front of a room of almost 400 people at the Parliament of Religions in 2009. I didn't go through the religious section. I actually went through the educational, and I taught about online schools. And the biggest argument was, it, well, what about other people teaching your stuff? Literally, I had imams are talking to me like from the thing and saying, well, who's going to be allowed to teach this stuff? Like, don't you understand nobody can stop you? That this is not about, this is not about you controlling it, that the Internet controls it. That was one of the hardest things I had to deal with um, was the idea of that. So it can be very intimidating because, because these are people that are actually in the business. That if they say something, people listen. And some of these people can actually declare physical war where they actually have physical warriors come out. Not at the parliament, but in real life in other spaces. Um, people don't realize that religion is a real force. You know, we, we, because a lot of things I think Wiccans, especially Wiccans, and pagans do it too, and especially pagans love to, you know, that sort of thing, but especially Wiccans, I think they don't realize that religion is a force that can actually have a definitive power to move people to do things. I'm a big believer that us as religious leaders really set the premise of what our people do, of what our people can do. And I don't think people realize um, how much power is inside of religion. And that's one of the things I think we, we're learning about our own Wicca. We just saw with Sephora. We really, they got punched. I mean, I don't care how you encountered the, the, make, the witch starter kit. They got punched out. They, they backed away. And that was a huge time that a $4 billion company actually backed off with uh, Penrose from producing that product. That shows real authority and real power showing in our community. This is Lola again. Can I Can I just – I know I was called here to just talk about Sacred Call, but I have an opinion about that. No, feel free. Please do. Oh, please do. Um, <laughs> I was not upset by them doing that because I viewed it – as a way to get us to be more accepted in the mainstream. And thank well, that's, you, that's Lola. A way of looking at it. Even if it's even if it's kind of corny and cheesy, that stuff needs to happen in baby steps. And I think what they did was I don't I don't think it was that big of a deal because I feel like when my next door neighbor who goes to Sephora all the time and would buy that and then hears that I'm a witch, they'd be like, Oh, look at what I have. I have this witch kit and this is and then we could have an it would it would open up the channels of discussion. So I I I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I I, I wasn't bothered by it. I was actually disappointed that they discontinued it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I thought, I that, thought that that came that out, board, there was going board. to be so many new people. They were going to need a place to go, and you have two main schools right here. Where are they going to go? We would have been flooded by January. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you think about the shows that well, were on TV. Someone else, someone like, else will do it next. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, someone else but next time, it. they may not care what our community thinks. Right. Well, 
but that's why we have TV shows like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Charmed and movies like The Craft. I mean, that was out in the 90s, and that kind of exposed mm-hmm. it to the mainstream. I just had someone at a family barbecue a couple weeks ago ask me, are you like one of those Charmed girls? And I'm like, oh, you think I look like a... <laughs> And I was like, oh, you think I look like Alyssa Milano? Thank you. You know, and it's like, I, I, I was it like, was a tremendous, I love you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it starts it was, a conversation. Yeah. Well, you know, things like right. Farmed and Harry Potter and even The Craft did a great deal to take the sting out of the W word uh, for the mainstream society. Right. And I think if we... Um, if our position in society is improved over the last 20 years, one of the reasons is the relatively positive treatment we've had through, through the mainstream media. And you'll hear people in the community screaming about how bad the treatment of the media is. Well, you know, that really isn't true. Um, the Harry Potter series, Charmed, et cetera, they, they broke down a lot of walls. Do they portray the community as it is, or do they portray the community at all? No, they really don't. But they use the same words and imagery, and they help people to open their mind to understand it. Uh, so I think those things are very positive. Um, back in the 60s, Bewitched was very positive for, for the community. Was um, that I tried as a child twinkling my nose mm-hmm. to get somewhere? It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love my girl, Samantha. But I, but I think um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with one's confidence in oneself. If you're confident in, in in yourself and what you're doing, you're not going to be intimidated by the fact that um, there's something out there like charm for Harry Potter. You'll have confidence in your ability to represent yourself. And I I think getting upset over things like this is is not at all productive. It would have been much better to, to say, well, we don't like this, how this portrays us, if in fact we didn't, but let's go out and portray ourselves differently. Um, but, or maybe maybe offer uh, our consulting, like consult, like, hey, you know what, this is a really cool idea, but how about have some real witches you can consult with? And that would that would be very helpful to them. You know what I what I took away from it is is that you've got people complaining that they shouldn't be selling witchcraft, and then the next sentence saying, "But it's not really witchcraft because it's got a print symbol on it," and da 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 da. So uh-huh. if they made. But they there was nothing in that box you couldn't buy on Amazon. Yeah, they changed it up enough to where it should have met that middle ground. But instead, it's it's that thing we do where we we pray on our own. We we get the loudest of us usually say the things that most of us don't agree with, and those of us who were quietly sitting back going, "Hey, look, honey, Sephora's selling a witch kit." We didn't say anything because we thought it was cool, or or at least okay. Right. Well, you know, I, I think I think you bring up a very important point. Um, you were saying earlier how people were expressing that they don't feel safe when their leadership is fighting. 
but in in the 40-odd years I've been in in the community, it's been my experience that for the most part, the leadership don't fight. It's the middle people. Um, um, The people who had the traditions, the people who had the the, the legal churches, mostly either get along or leave each other alone uh, because they understand what's at stake. It's the... um, the big fish in the small ponds who, who want to tear everything up. And they do it because it makes them feel bigger. Yeah. But the thing is, in the end, they're not any bigger for that. If anything, they're smaller. And I had a man in, in politics. He works in politics. He's a, he's a professional politician. He said the, the further you get down in stakes, the more um, uh, intense the dramas between people like the less you have to lose the more they act out in the in the drama scenes between arguing about stuff so that kind of brings that that kind of sounds about right when there's a lot at stake you find a way to work it out mhm that's correct but you know what, well, what I, I think the best thing that I have seen in this summit is that everybody who took part got along. And, yeah. you know, my, my saying is that the people who want to work together should, and the people who don't want to work together should just be ignored. But in this summit, we saw a lot of people wanting to work together to make a better community. And I, th- I think that's very, very hopeful for the future, very, very hopeful for the present. Agreed. Well, a lot Bella, of really I know... Nope, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A lot of really encouraging things came out. One of the things that I was really excited about was the mental health professionals talking about how in clinics they were recognizing when people were doing um, occult-type prayer practices that that didn't mean they were crazy. Like if they were doing the... Can I hold you on that thought for one second? I just want to hold you on that thought for one second. Lord Phoenix, are you with us? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. So, Bella, this is um, Phoenix. You met Lord Phoenix at Lustration. Yes. And thanks. he is a mental health professional. Oh, awesome. You just brought up a good point, and I thought I'd bring him in. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Finish. Okay, so um, I ca- both Orion Foxwood and Jamie Starr spoke on the fact that mental health professionals were starting to recognize when people were doing occult rituals or or prayers and not calling them crazy for it, but recognizing that they were doing a religious thing. And I thought that was a huge leap and a very hopeful outlook on our mental health future as a society. Very encouraging. Right. So um, I absolutely agree on that. Um, the thing that has always been very scary for people who are practicing witches um, and pagans and otherwise, like, very devoutly spiritual, is that um, if you talk too openly about how deep your practice is and how frequently you hear the voice of the divine, you get labeled as schizo dot, 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 right? So schizophrenia, schizoaffectiveness schizoaffective disorder, schizotypal, schizoid, right? Like, all of those things are very, very fearful 
um, because those are all psychotic disorders. And when you hear the word psychotic or psychosis, you think dangerous, stay away, right? Um, but what I've been noticing um, and what I've been advocating for in other uh, places that I work is an increase in cultural competency. Um, I have noticed that there's kind of a deficit and a little bit of fear um, in educational programs that train social workers and train mental health professionals in really forcing um, the, the new frontline workers to move into a place of discomfort and learn about the cultural and spiritual practices of people who are different. Uh, that's changing a lot. Um, it is currently written in the DSM-5, um, which is the most recent incarnation of our um, mental health manual for diagnosis in the United States. Um, we don't use the ICD-10 like most of the other countries, but, you know, kind of like an American thing, right? But um, it's written in uh, our diagnostic manual that very strict attention needs to be paid to the cultural affiliation of whoever it is that we're working with. Meaning, if you are working with someone who historically grew up in a place where magic was a real thing, where hearing the voice of God or goddess or the spirits was a real thing, um, where going off by yourself for a while and praying was a real thing, and having an open dialogue with yourself or some other unseen force, if that was the norm and how you grew up, that does not constitute pathology. What I encourage as someone who walks in both worlds, being a witch and a, a Wiccan priest, um, walking in the world of magic and in the world of psychology, um, I really encourage for people to take a look at how these behaviors function for the patients that we serve, right? When it comes to someone who is experiencing acute psychosis, they're having auditory hallucinations, visual hallucinations, maybe tactile hallucinations, they're living in a delusional world, the things that they are talking about and the behaviors that they are doing do not serve a function to advance a healthy lifestyle. Where if you are a pagan individual, if you are a witch, if you are someone who is, you know, actively engaging in your spirituality, these voices, these behaviors, they make sense within our worldview and they encourage ultimately a healthy lifestyle. That is a very big thing that has to be looked at if you are trying to determine if someone you are looking at and someone that you are trying to diagnose has a genuine mental illness or if they're actively engaging in a spiritual practice that you might not be an expert in. My agency is doing a better job at that. And when people come in and they have pentacles on or if they're talking about their spirituality that's non-Abrahamic, they get sent to me. Um, when uh, folks come to me and they're transgender, like they get sent to me um, and I kind of do this triage and kind of do the assessment and kind of feel people out because I'm known as having this kind of, I don't want to say the word expertise, but I have more training in this area than the people that I work with. And thank goodness you guys are doing the work. It is super fulfilling, and um, I'm actually really happy that uh, the place where I work, the agency that I work for, and um, society in general, um, in some places, in other places, it's really not tolerated at all. 
But in you know, as far as the communities that I live in, there's a big push to um, deinstitutionalize and depathologize spirituality. Well, I think there there needs to be something like that because that's always been a concern of mine when I um, deal with clients or people that come to us online through Second Life who want healing. And and Bella's my healing teacher, so she can attest to this. We've been taught about, you know, there are some people who um, it might be a mental illness um, or it may not. And we as, you know, healers, because a lot of witches are healers, we need to know how to identify that. And I I think it's great that you're doing that. Uh, And I don't know if you have anything that you post online or whatnot that we can look at because that has been one of my main concerns with dealing with clients face-to-face even ones I do tarot readings for I'm like wow this might be a medical thing or this might be just you are just receiving the gospel of deity so I, I think that's a really wonderful thing that you're doing cool thank you um, so one of the ways that I am sharing this method with people is actually through one of the intensives um, through the Karelian tradition. It's called the Blue Door, um, and I post about it pretty frequently. Um, but the entire training is about three years long, and it's meant to um, help uh, people who are clergy and who are um, uh, active members in the community kind of rise to the place of a pagan kind of pastoral counselor um, or a pagan chaplain. And it's meant to um, prepare people to um, recognize stages of development and recognize um, when things are a problem um, mentally and um, actually help people get a handle on what it means to refer someone out to an adequate professional, but also how to use like basic counseling skills to kind of be there with someone, hear them out and listen for the key things that would help us understand if someone is suffering from an illness, if someone is engaged in a spiritual journey, um, or for that nuance where someone who has a mental illness is also engaged in a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. So um, just so both of you know, uh, for Bella and Lola, um, you don't have to be a Karelian to take any of the incentive classes. So I will send both of you some information on that. Hey, who says I'm not a Corellian? I have a soul in Oh, no, day. you are. Well, you're... you're, you're oh, no. I'm gonna That's very up. true. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> is it Corellian by association? I'm just shutting up. Go ahead and talk. I got adopted. Let's you sure did. Room, so. Yep. <laughs> We're cousins, and that's that. <laughs> and we're grateful to have you. <laughs> yes. yes, we are. We are. Well, I want to thank both of you so much for, I know, Bella, you have so much going on. Can you just tell everybody what's going on in the next two weeks with ATC, what you're preparing for before you leave oh, us? Oh, well, we're getting ready for the Hikate Sickle Festival, and um, that you can find that at sickle.me. It is a Northern Mysteries Festival this year. Hikate has many faces, and we explore the many faces of her at at the festival. And then we have the new um, fall semester for WiccanSeminary.edu starting at the beginning of October. 
that's fantastic. And you will also be going to the Parliament. Obviously, you're sitting on the panel with uh, Reverend Don and Lady Selena. Heck yeah, there so are you have. Yes, oh, we're excited. Very good. That is awesome. I know you must be exhausted. You've had like seven meetings in a row. Thank you so much for actually taking the time. I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to call in, and I so appreciate you and everything that you have oh, done. Oh, man, it's once in a – this is a historic event, and I'm just really grateful that y'all came up with the idea and you let me be a part of it. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to be here. We love you. Thank love you, you too. I'll Mula, see you soon. You realize, like, we're all cousins now, right? I'm sorry, what? Right. I said, do you, I just want you to realize, like, we're all cousins now. Oh, I, that's awesome. I, I need cousins okay, yeah. that I actually, I like, cause I want cousins I actually like. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best kinds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. And can I do a shameless plug for my Witches and Wine YouTube? Because you just yes, put it on Yes, please do, because so. I absolutely <laughs> fell in love with that. Please so, do. Uh, my coven, Children of the Crossroads, which is in Spokane, Washington, we do a weekly show on YouTube called Witches and Wine. And check us out. We have a really good time, and we talk about all kinds of topics. We had Bella on before. We've had many special guests, and we have our local coven that does topics. So uh, just go to YouTube and look for COTC Coven. Uh, witches and wine, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. As you can tell, we drink wine and we talk about witchy stuff. That's basically what we do. <laughs> Wait, drinking clink. Yeah, drink it. <laughs> you <out there. laughs> I pay attention. Okay, can I just I want you to know that, I pay attention. Can I tell you that Dusty came up with the clink and drink when him and Bella were our guests on uh, on witches and wine. He of course he did. That was a funny one. I was really drunk. <laughs> that was funny. We broke Bella. <laughs> <laughs> we broke that, that's awesome. We put, her, we put her back together afterwards. But thank you for having okay, me. Good. This has been really awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And for everybody listening, that's Lula Stardust, um, Children of the Crossroads Coven, Witches and Wine on YouTube, Sacred Cauldron on Second Life. And, of course, the beautiful Archpriestess, Matriarch of Aquarian Tabernacle Church, Belladonna Lavo. Thank you both. Thank Bye. you. Blessed be. Blessed be. Okay, Lord Phoenix, you had a topic that you wanted to go over for a little bit and talk about. Uh, yeah, I did. It's um actually super related to what I was just talking about. Um, so when I was first made aware of the Global Wicca Summit, um, I was not sure what I would have to contribute um, because I don't do anything personally, you know, like on a global level. But um, the more I started listening to what other people were doing and how they were um, utilizing the energy that they got from the faith to um, make changes um, and advance the position of Wicca, 
I started to think about some of the stuff that I do um, with my temple. And it started to click about how the work that um, I do and the people that I work with, um, how what we do um, does have an impact that does ripple, you know, through the, the reaches of the faith and then back in again. So I wanted to talk about uh, specifically um, two projects that the Temple of Holistic Knowledge does. Um, they are not global. They are very, very local. Um, but I was talking about them in a group one day, and um, someone in uh, Australia and someone else in the group who was um, in South America um, discussed having similar issues and wanted to collaborate on how to utilize the structures that I was working with here in the United States in Buffalo, New York, to kind of attack similar issues. So one of the things that is very important to me as a priest um, is the condition of the human experience. Um, and where I'm at and, you know, across the United States and in several other parts of the world, heroin is a huge problem. Um, one of my missions um, and a part of the oath that I added to um, when I was doing my third degree initiation was to be compassionate and helpful to everyone that I met um, until that point where we were all very sure that each and every last one of us was about to be reunited with the goddess. Um, and so how this winded up being interpreted is uh, the way that I work with other people in the community. Um, and so when I heard about the rise of the opiate um, epidemic in Buffalo and in my hometown of Albany, New York, I decided that it was going to take um, every single person available and every single person in the know to combat it. And I decided that I wanted to create an organization of pagan clergy members and leaders in the community to become trained in the application of um, this drug called Narcan. Uh, Narcan is a drug that blocks opiate receptors in the body. Um, I want to call it an opiate agonist, but that might not be the right technical term. Um, but what happens is if someone is using heroin and they come to an overdose, you can shoot them with this Narcan and it will block the receptors and it will stop them from overdosing on the drug, saving their lives. I first found out that the Department of Health was training individuals in the community to do this um, through my job uh, as a mental health counselor, because I frequently work with people who use drugs for various reasons. Um, and I decided that, you know, this was about the time that I was organizing the Blue Door. Um, I decided that I would get trained in this, but then I would also organize other pagan clergy in the area to get trained in this so that we could form in our community a network of people who were, one, not judgmental for the human condition, right? So we don't necessarily care why people are using heroin. We just care about saving the life. Um, and organizing, you know, this group of people, getting them trained in the effective um, treatment uh, using Narcan, um, and then taking on shifts, rotating in and out of active duty on call so that if someone in the community, a community provider, um, gave out, you know, a, a phone number, we could respond, give the dose of this medicine, and then make sure that this person got the proper medical procedures um, and follow-up care following this. 
so I'm in the process of really solidifying how this is going to function and putting out the word that um, another training will be coming to Buffalo for pagan clergy and um, community activists so that um, frontline workers on this front in particular kind of grows so there are more of us who know how to help and less of us who are there to kind of judge and make the world unsafe for people who have this struggle. Uh, and that is one of the ways that uh, I use the strength of my faith offers me to impact the community. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant Very to say good. that I believe that, thank you so much, sir. Um, I'm a little hesitant to say that I believe that there are enough Wiccans who are working to save the earth um, and to safeguard the plants and fight on that front. Um, and I'm not regularly engaged in conversations about Wiccans who want to save the people who are struggling as a result of the structures that are kind of sucking the resources away from us. And so that is the stand that I wanted to take. And that's an awesome stand. Absolutely. That, that, that you're doing such a great job with that and with the blue door. That That's a big, that's a huge responsibility to take on to be able to bring that to everyone's attention. Um, and it's it's a hard topic. Like, a lot of people have opinions about, uh, quote-unquote, junkies and people who use drugs and all that nonsense. Um, but I find that that's not my place. Um, I just have to find a way to nurture that light, and um, I will go out and serve the same person every single weekend for as long as they keep giving me the prescription for Narcan um, and hope that at some point it clicks. So what are you actually doing that you just said as long as they keep giving you the prescription? Are you literally going out and, and, and rescuing people, trying to save people, getting them into shelters? So um, I don't send people to shelters yet. Um, I don't have the office space or the manpower to be able to do that. So how this works is um, I go through the training through the Department of Health, and they give me a prescription for Narcan. And what happens is people know that I have this prescription. If someone's out um, and they're partying or someone comes across um, a friend who is using heroin um, and they start to become concerned for their life, they give me a call, they tell me the address, and um, I go, I administer the Narcan, it's a blast into the nose. I don't even have to, like, inject anyone into the heart anymore. It's gotten, like, so much better. Um, and... Um, depending on how far along they are in the course of overdose, it takes a few. Um, but um, eventually they come up. It's a really, like, it, it's really violent. Like, they come up, they come up swinging. They're, like, really mad and angry. Um, and so I spend a few moments calming them down, calling emergency services because they go into an ambulance. Like, if I'm coming to your house to save you from an overdose, I'm putting you in an ambulance. Um, and then they go to the hospital, um, Depending on how many times I've seen the person, like I might go to the hospital and say, hey, this is like the second time that I've narcan this person in the past couple of whatsoever's. Um, and I think they need a referral to chemical dependency treatment. Um, if I have a reason to believe based on a report from a friend or family member who called me that it was a suicide attempt, that they were trying to overdose on purpose, I'll say, hey, like I have reason to believe that this person was trying to overdose on purpose, watch them closely, doing a psychiatric evaluation, um, and then if you decide they need to be admitted, then discharge planning from the hospital should include um, immediate transfer to an inpatient unit. Um, and okay. so, yeah. 
So, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Do you find um, – I've seen a lot of articles and controversy regarding the drug and people from both sides arguing over it. Um, do you find that you have a lot of people – I know we're getting totally off topic of the Global Wicca Summit, but just this last question, if you don't mind – um, do you find a lot of people ODing because they know it's, oh, don't worry about it. We we know where to go and, and he'll be okay. Or you, you, do you know what I'm saying? And let's just party that little bit more. Um, so I don't find that people are ODing because they know that there's an Narcan safety net in the community. Um, ODing is, uh, it's not that hard to do by accident when you are injecting okay. your own substances. Um, people who stop using heroin for a while and then start using again are super likely to overdose their first time back on the wagon. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you for educating that, educating us on that. And I think that's something important to know that the Wiccan community does have this, you know, and obviously it's not just the Wiccan community. You're a healthcare professional. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that that that's really an awesome thing. I, I I admire that you do go out and you do these things, and it, it takes a lot to go into someone's home and to administer this, and 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 it's your own life. You know, like you yeah. said, I and I I've seen this. I you know I knew somebody that was a heroin addict, and I've had family members of my own that were and. I've seen the difference, you know, with the come down and then the come back up, and I've seen the results of the drug being administered. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it They come up hard, and, and the, that's kind of dangerous. And they come up hard and they swing. Right. It's scary. But I, I think that it's, you know, kudos to you. That that That's wonderful. We need more people like you doing things like that. Now, how are you yeah, incorporating this into your temple? Are you, like, teaching classes through the temple with this? Right. So um, I do offer um, educational uh, classes about the social, economic, and emotional impact of uh, substance use on families and communities, um, treatment options, and community resources that are available. Um, sometimes I'm able to pull off a referral depending on where someone wants to go because I've spent a lot of time in the community um, doing internships, raising awareness, and doing lots of fundraiser events. Um, and so people know me um, by name and by face. And so if they get a referral with my name on it, um, and it says Temple of Holistic Knowledge, but it's Reverend Coffin Williams, they'll be like, oh, hey, like, I know this dude. Like, let's look at this referral, and they'll give me a call for some collateral information, and I'll be able to give a, a whole story of the person who's coming to them. Um, so there's um, oh, that's fantastic. So and my hope is to sit down with more healthcare providers in the area and make them aware of the service that's being offered, um, because at some point it's going to turn into an agency that's staffed by um, Wiccan clergy. Oh, awesome! Now, do you find that using Wiccan clergy sets it back any, or people are afraid like, oh, it's the witch doctor or, you know, anything like that? Right. So I have official letters and a New York State certified license attached to my name. 
Um, and so that moves forward a lot. And then when I tell people that I'm a Wiccan, they're like, oh, so, like, you do the sage and, like, you have the crystals. And I'm like, yeah, that's part of it. Like, I do that. Um, it's a thing. Some people will Okay, but you haven't had, free, like, any like, date. Okay. Um, Very and, cool. Like someone tried to like like someone tried to test me and was like, oh, I'd like give me a tarot reading. Let's see what you're really about. And like my deck got salty with them, and I got salty with them. And like, oh, okay, I guess it's a thing. <laughs> okay, so I understand when your deck gets salty when you get salty, and that's only because I know you personally. <laughs> <laughs> You you you're definitely awesome. That that is fantastic. Um I know we're getting close to the end of our second hour. Um Reverend Ad, are you here? Okay, sure so how do we wonderful. I d I wasn't sure if I lost you. <laughs> um oh, are no, we I mean, would I you like to so what, what do you think? How do you think this week turned out, um, Ed, Reverend Ed, Lord Don? I mean, it, it's been great on my end. I, I we've been up a lot of late hours. Um, it's been fun though, and I think the information that we're pulling out of it and that we're going to gather this week coming up is going to be awesome. I couldn't be more pleased. I, I think it went extremely well, and I think it it did exactly what we wanted it to do. Um, you know, at, the, at the start of the summit, I, sa- I said we, we wanted to take, for one better way to put it, a snapshot of the community. And I think that to, to a certain extent we have done that. Uh, nothing can ever, ever be 100% in that regard, but I think we have a very wide range. And in the sense of talking about global Wicca, I think we did extremely well. Fantastic. And Ed? Well, for me, this is just so this is no accident. So let him let me put down um this part this event occurred over like 25 years ago where I made a commitment to get people to talk. 25 years ago we literally were finishing the parliament and I was 3 days into the finishing of the parliament uh, the first parliament of world religions. And at that point I knew that I had to change things. Um, in many ways, I think this has been one of the biggest things I've come away with is just how, how large the community is and how, how diverse the community is and how, how much the community is still wrestling with some really key issues. So for me, this is just the beginning. So for me, this is, people were like, oh yeah, this is great. And for me, it is great, but this is just the beginning of a story. This is just the beginning. Um, I guess for me, this is the beginning of, this is the ending of the beginning. And I think that's, I think a really thing is, so I think the global wizard for me is the beginning of the end of the story, uh, the end of this beginning. And now we're going to get into some really deep chapters pretty soon. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, Phoenix here represents a, a, one of the biggest, uh, what I feel is the next wave coming in of real, really can, people who live an ordinary life in many ways. And, and, and what I mean by that, meaning deal with real world issues such as drugs, such as mental health. These are real jobs. This is real life. Um, right. Uh, Elizabeth Hamilton trying to become an entrepreneur. 
um, and working so hard. She put in so much time, you know, trying to get her millennial community getting up there, um, all of that sort of thing. I've seen so many of our members come out and show that not just is their traditional life, you know, because it's easy to have your religious life separate. It really is. I think that's one of the easiest things in the world. Oh, yeah, I have a religious life. It's over here. I don't have to deal with it. But to bring your daily life into your mainstream life, something that I did quite accidentally or on purpose 25 years ago, is a really, really powerful thing to do. And the fact that it's gone from everyone's been talking about it, but everybody's been uh, talking about, you know, how that changed over the last 25 and 40 years has been kind of remarkable to me. Yes. Um, Don, do you have any final comments? I'm sorry, Ed, if you weren't done. That's okay. Hello, Don? Well, as as I say, I I, I think that it went very well, and it um, is very hopeful for the future. And er, earlier in the evening, I remarked that one one of the things I frequently say is that um, the people who want to work together should. And I think that we are. I agree. I agree that that this is the end of the beginning, and the opening of another phase. And for me, I think the most important thing is to avoid a recurrence of the identity war. Uh, but I would say that that this summit is very hopeful. Uh, in that direction, in my opinion, because as I was saying earlier, everyone managed to get along, even though some of them come from very different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to feel that those, those who want to work together should, and I, I think that uh, that we're going to see them do. I, and I couldn't agree more. Um, I've had a lot of back room per se conversations with so many people in the last week from so many different, I'm going to say, walks and traditions and fields of life where everybody was just so excited to be part of one thing and making it global and getting along and and coming to an understanding on one subject. I have nothing negative that I can possibly say from anyone. I, I speak everything very well. Um, I think we got a lot of great information. I've been printing conversations and comments from people. I mean, I, I just have papers all over the place that I got to put together this week for everybody. Um, it, it's been an amazing week. So I know that we were going to do um, – so, Ed, do we want to do closing ritual before we give our finals? Yes. Yes. But let me go ahead, before you okay. do the thing, let me go ahead and before it is, because probably after we do the ritual, a lot of people are going to go tailor off. So let me go okay. on and off of that. So this was, of all things, a statement place of mindset. Before this week began, everybody questioned if Wicca was a global religion. Now that we've asked the question and we've seen it, there's no longer a question in people's minds. Oftentimes, we figure the way we live our life is that we forget that we have to understand that our life is based on our mindset. And everything that we've been talking about is such a positive mindset that we've gotten into. 
that was because we basically essentially started with one premise. And that is, is that you have a right to your knowledge and you have a right to share your knowledge. At no point did we bless ignorance in this. We weren't, you know, people were not ignorant. I mean, we're not saying that people who had bad opinions were speaking, but people with really intelligent and differential opinions were allowed to speak. And that was a mind shift. And so in the last week, I really feel very strongly that we've done a really good job in creating, at least if not the reality, the premise of um, that there is this idea of a larger faith. And for me, and we'll go on to the ritual, but for me, the 25-year path from where 25 years from today – I committed to saying my religion was global, that my religion deserved the respect, and I deserved the respect because we didn't get it at the parliament, and then we didn't get it 25 years ago. We didn't get it from the pagans. We didn't get it from anybody. Everybody said how small we were, and I knew deep down that we were worthy of that respect. This event, this series of events over the years have led us to show Maybe we don't necessarily deserve is the wrong word, but we do have a place in the world that we not deserve, but should continue to recognize and work our responsibility to doing better. And that's something I'm really blown away by. But I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that now that we have all this information and with the panel, I think this parliament's going to be much different. Um, I know in 2015, you know, we had our first priestess walk down the, the concession, um, and that was a big deal. That was a very big deal. So I think we are moving in the right direction. I think we're going to keep moving in the right direction. And I, I, I thank you for coming up with this idea and making sure it got followed through with. It, it was a wonderful thing to do. At first, I was hesitant how we getting all these people together, and it, it just flowed. It honestly just flowed. I, I'm very pleased. Good. So if we're going to end with closing rituals down, should we give out thanks before? Sure, absolutely. So thank you, Phoenix, for doing the closing ritual, too, sir. Phoenix. So let me give you, before you say thanks, I want to give one last thing. I want to thank, I personally want to let Please, me start with yeah. mm-hmm. um, I want to thank everybody who participated in, in this thing. And, and realize this is was and foremost, an experiment. But here's what was the number one experiment that I want people to understand. So we did this. Everybody says everything's so expensive. We did this on a, on, on a shoestring. Everybody says we can't become people in the same space, that we don't have value. We now have the ability of the Internet just to begin it. We've seen now the power of communication is. And Wiccans are healers. They're communicators and they're speakers. And they move not from speaking from just words, though words are generative. What I mean by that, our words create our reality, as we've now seen. But now I want us to move next step, is go beyond just saying what we want. I'm going to, by the next time you hear this, I want us to be able to help each other 
live this life even better. And I think we're right on top of it. So thank everyone for the Global Wicked Summit. And I will hand this back over to you, Lori, and uh, do the thanks. Thank you. And, and, and we're going to you know, and, uh, okay. and, of course, the number one person we should thank is you, Lori, for, uh, for doing this. I mean, you've gone through quite a bit this year. You're not quite done yet. Um, no, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> absolutely. And, um, and you've been a great – people don't realize Lori has, has gone and she, she got the lessons, you know, the typical Ed, Ed's uh, lesson system. Let's, you want to do this? We're throwing you into the deep end, and you did very well. You know, after all, I throw people to the wolves all the time, and they forget we're we're members of the pack. Um, and you did a really good job. So I want to personally thank you. And with that, uh, blessed be and 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 uh, and uh, onward to thanking and and the ritual. Okay, so I have a ton of people to thank. So I'm going to go in somewhat of an order with host, co-host, participants. And first, the host, I want to thank the Karelian Educational Ministries, the first elder, Right Reverend Ed Carell, and the most reverend, Don Lewis, for coming up with this and letting us do this, Um, our co-host, the Parliament of World's Religion, for accepting this as a pre-parliament event, Um, Lady Selena Fox, and members of Circle Sanctuary, Jason Mankey. I cannot give enough thanks in this world to Archpriestess Belladonna Laveau of Aquarian Tabernacle Church. She has been such a great participant this week. Lola Stardust, Sacred Cauldron, um, she ran some wonderful, wonderful spots this week on Second Life. Ted Ursus from Pagan Pathways Temple. Ted, you were actually my lifesaver this week. Thank you. You were the only one that stepped up. You did some wonderful interviews. They were just fantastic. Um, Jason Mankey, Pantheos writer, blog talk host. He did a a great piece on uh, Wicca and the history of Wicca. Um, Iblis Pendragon and Ida Alcered, is uh, Archpriestess of Spain. They did a show on Saturday, uh, Voices Pagana. Um, Reverend John Anastasio held a panel with the Right Reverend Lori Denman, Reverend Anastasia Allen, and Reverend Christina Murray. And those were our hosts. Those people were just our hosts. They either either did a show or hosted a show. And then Lady Elizabeth Hamilton, she did a great job every night. So late, she had some great guests on with Witch and Famous Radio. So thank all of you for taking the time to host a show, run a show, run interviews. Amazing. Um, Our participants, if it wasn't for participants, this would not have been able to happen. Um, my Wiccan Wonder Woman. I absolutely love her to death. Thank you so much to Archpriestess Lady Phyllis Crop, Lady Selena, and, and the Circle Sanctuary crew. Reverend DJ Fortney, High Priest. And right Reverend Lori Denman. Reverend Apu Adam Agama in the Philippines. Right Reverend Mike Neal. 
Andrea Joy Kendall, High Priestess, and Interfaith Counselor of COG. Oberon Zell, thank you so much for the interview that you did the other night. It was absolutely wonderful. Gavin Bone, Reverend Gavin Bone, Lady Janet Farrar, fantastic. Lady Janet actually touched on a few subjects that I really could relate to as far as being safe in foreign countries or third world countries. And I know I'm not using the proper term, Ed. I apologize. I will write that down and remember them. Reverend Phoenix William, High Priest, who will be giving our closing. We didn't show the other night. It, it went very well also. Thank you for that. Lord Dusty Dion is the Grand Summoner at Aquarian Tabernacle Church. Aside from all of Dusty's help with advertising and getting the word out and, twi- and you know, he's great on Twitter and, and going live, he also did a episode in Second Life. Deborah Jeffries, High Priestess of Beehive Coven of Louisiana. She did two wonderful videos. Thank you, Deborah. And Reverend Ron Murphy, also from Beehive Coven. He's the High Priest there. Raven Knight participated in Sacred Cauldron's um, Second Life chats. Riley Sweeney did a wonderful piece on religious discrimination. All of these pieces that I, I'm shouting out to you can be seen on Magic TV and or the Dally Spell. All the links to everything are in the schedule. I have to give a very special thank you to Reverend Alfred Willowhawk. Two of his pieces this week touched me particularly. One of them is called I Am. Um, I absolutely loved that piece. Um, a shout out and a thank you to Alfred McCarthy, interviewed by um, Lady Elizabeth Hamilton on Witch and Famous Radio. Cassie Gelnick, High Priestess of the Mother Church of Aquarian Tabernacle Church. And I'm not sure that I am going to say his name right, but JJ Gonzalez did the VR. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, and if you need to see that again, like I said, all the links to every single episode from all the shows and all the videos are on thedailyspell.com. If you go to Global Wicca Summit, click the schedule. If there's something there that you think is missing or you can't find, don't be afraid to email editor at the Daily Spell. I will find it for you. I will provide you with the link for you to re-listen. Um, please remember, all of our shows are archived. So if you did not get a chance to fully listen to all of the hours at once, you can listen at any time at your convenience. They're they're there. All you have to do is click on the link provided under the show title. And I'm I'm feeling that I'm leaving someone out, and I'm hoping that I didn't. There were so many names to keep together and try to remember. Um, Phoenix Normal did a wonderful little video on what what Wicca was to him. Um, these were people that participated physically on air or video. So now I want to thank the people that wrote in. Um, aside from doing her show, um, the Right Reverend Adya Alsarat participated, and we did read her questions on Friday night along with Lord Tyne Estrada de la Tarde. Bella Silver Raven from Denmark. 
the Right Reverend Anna Rowe. Um, she is our Karelian elder in Whitman Herald in the UK. Reverend Costana. Oh, Lord Don, if you're still on the air, please help me with his last name. Uh, Constantinos Scotiatis. Serpent of... <laughs> he, yes. Serpent of Greece. <laughs> in Greece. You know. Yes, and, and, and from Greece and Athens. And then we had Sylvia Bendrigal. Now, also, if I haven't said it uh, uh, enough, of course, our first priest and priestess and priestess, Lord Don Lewis or the Most Reverend Don Lewis, the Most Reverend Stephanie Neal. Um, again, we wouldn't have this without all of you. So those are my thanks. I don't, if I left anybody out, it was please not intentionally. You can beat me up later. I, I'm going through every single email and paper I have. I really think that I did get everyone. Oh, I did leave one person out, and it's one of somebody I admire completely. Uh, Marianne Kay did a great episode on the Crystal mm. Web about the great Crystal yes, Web with uh, Lord Ed on Saturday. And now I think my list is complete. Yay! So thank you, everybody. This is a really big deal for us going into the Parliament. Um, and that, that this is what this was all about, you know, getting getting to the Parliament and being recognized as weekends, as being able to stand up for who and what we are and taking a beautiful stance, I hope. Um, Lord Phoenix, are you still with us? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Lord Phoenix is going to offer closing ritual. Yes, absolutely. Um, So I would like... So, first of all, I'm going to uh, pick up where Lady Steph um, ended, where she opened the ritual. Um, So, I'm basically going to be doing what she did in reverse. Um, So, like everyone who's participating, please take in a deep breath. Let it out. Center yourself. Um, And I would like everyone to please become aware of the energy that was raised by this event. Um, see it swirling above you, this massive, massive light energy um, that was raised by our conversations and our intentions and the work that we are doing um, and the hope that we have for the future of our faith. Become aware of that. And I focus this energy into a cone above our head. And I keep this stable as I address our divinities. Beloved Father God, thank you for the energy that you gave us. Um, thank you for the force of will that moved this event forward. Thank you for the will that inhabited the people who participated. I ask that you continue to bless them and help them move forward and nourish them in the works that they do. As you put a special stamp on this energy so that as it is released into the universe, it manifests our thoughts and our ideas of collaboration um, and goodwill towards our universe. Beloved Mother, I address you now respectfully and from the bottom of my heart. I do give thanks to you for your influence on this event and on the people who participated. 
I ask that you too also place a special stamp on this energy so that it is pure and with the highest intentions and with the highest good that we send this energy out in the universe to manifest the next generation of our Wiccan faith. Beloved ancestors, you who are the author of every single blessing that we desire on a day-to-day basis, it is through your will and through your example that we are able to move into this place. And so I ask that you continue to guide this energy out and make us aware of what we can do to continue to support it with our words and with our actions and with our energy. Beloved ancestors, I lift you up closer to the light of the divinity so that this light can continue to empower you, so that you can continue to work through us. Beloved ancestors, with so much love, thank you for being here and thank you for helping us. Beloved spirits of the north, the earth that provides the platform that we stand on, your element that makes up our bodies. Thank you for your presence in this event. Continue to be strong for us. Be receptive to the healing that we offer to you. Utilize this energy for all our highest goods. Hail to you, western waters who run deep through the earth, timeless, Wash over all of us your blessings as we move forward in the spirit of this event. Fires from the south, burning desire and will and manifestation. Thank you for your presence here. I call upon you to meld with the rest of the elements and work our will. Inhale to you in the direction of the east the power of intellect, and the force of air. I call upon you to swirl and combine with the energies that we have raised. Read our hearts, our minds. Read our intentions. Work with us. Accept our blessings and bless us in return. This time, all spirits that have been invoked I do bid you hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. And I now take up this sacred space, returning us to the realm of men after a visit with the mighty ones that we do know. The circle is open, but never broken. Mary, do we meet? Mary, do we part? And Mary, should we meet again? So would it be? Yay! Thank you. Absolutely. That was beautiful. Great. Love you, sister. I love you, brother. Thank you so much for doing this for us tonight and for joining Absolutely. and being part of it. Thank you so much for asking me. Of course. Uh, are we still on the air? Yes, we are still on the air. You... Okay. So, everyone, this is the end. I'm kind of sad. Um, 
this became a routine, a uh, part of my everyday for this last week, and I don't even know what the hell I'm going to do tomorrow. Wow. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll, we'll find something. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, actually, um, I'm going to be preparing for a hurricane. <laughs> We're getting hit with a cat four. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of prep to do. Um very glad the summit was this week and not starting next week on where everybody's going to be out of internet. Um, yeah, I am very pleased with how this week went. Uh, I, I've met and connected with so many wonderful people. I'm grateful and thankful for all of them for being a part of it. Um, you know, this is bringing us to the parliament and this is a big deal. Very, very big deal for everyone here. And for most people that participated that are attending. And with that, you've been listening to the Daily uh, you've been listening to the Daily Spell Network. And presenting the Global Wicca Summit, which has now come of two thousand eighteen, which has now come to its close. We will hope that you can continue to cover and join us uh during the week with our Peggy Tonight Radio and our various ways of communication and join us when we go to the part when the daily spell the network goes to the parliament and we'll be presenting the same events live so with that folks blessings good night and blessed be blessed be everyone